Welcome to Dungeon Delving. I'm Brandon Wagner, and today we are delving into half-elves and half-orcs. Now, I mentioned in the last episode and on Twitter that the format of these episodes is going to change a little bit. We're still going to be focusing on playable races, but the rest of the series on them is going to be multiple races per episode. So rather than focus on um, the player aspect and then the Dungeon Master aspect, and then that's the whole episode, we're going to do that, but one race at a time. So I'm not going to do the player aspect for half-elves and half-orcs, and then the Dungeon Master aspect for half-elves and half-orcs. I'm going to do half-elves all together, and then half-orcs all together, and that's how the rest of the series is going to go. So, we'll start with half-elves. Half-elves are pretty cool. <laughs> um... They get a bonus plus two to charisma, plus one to, yeah, plus two to charisma, and two other ability scores of your choice increased by one. So that's a lot. A lot of races don't get a total of plus four to their skills. They usually get, like, plus two and plus one. Well, let me, let me look. Let me just, let me just quick look. Yeah, like, uh, like, Gnome gets... Plus two intelligence, and then if you use a rock gnome, you also get plus one to your charisma or constitution. Constitution, but doesn't matter. So half elves get more ability score increases than most of the other playable races. Uh, they have dark vision naturally. They have fey ancestry, which is uh, advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and they can't be put to sleep via magic. And then they get. Common, Elvish, one extra language of their choice, and proficiency with two skills of your choice. So half-elves have um, a lot of versatility, uh, like humans. <laughs> now, for the purposes of this episode, we're going to be talking just about characters that are half-elf, half-human. Um, there's a lot of homebrew stuff I've seen online for half-races, both half-elves and half-orcs, that give them a little more customization based on what the other parent is. So you have, like, half-elf, half-dwarf, half-elf, half-orc. And then you have, um... Like, I've seen them where there's different kinds of... What kind of elf your parent was. So you have, like, half-human, half-wood elf versus half-human, half-high elf. And some of these are really good. Some of them are really bad and boring. <laughs> I saw one just the other day where it was, um... Half-races and... Pretty much every one they had was just, um, you get more, uh, ability scores than most races get, and then you just get to pick and choose what abilities you want from the two parent races. So it's like, oh, I'm going to be half dwarf, half half orc, and take half orcs, brutal, critical, or, uh, not brutal, critical, they're, um, they're like relentless endurance, and then the dwarven resilient so i just have this super tough character or something like that and so why would you i don't know on the one hand i like giving the players more choice but at the same time it's like that was really uninspired and boring and you should feel bad bro but <laughs> that's just me um anyways back on track half elves as player characters have this built-in vers versatility um a lot of the half elves i've seen people playing are wizards or bards rangers um but half elves with their amazing versatility you can really make them anything 
you have, you know, you could do a, a, just put, you can just put, you have two skill point or two ability points, ability score points that you can put anywhere. So you can really tailor your character to whatever you want them to be. So for a half-elf player character, there's a lot you can do with just making your character fit wherever you want. And that, a lot of that comes from, you know, humans like that too. Humans really good at being whatever it is you want it to be. And the half-elf really lives up to that aspect of being half-human. Um, as for your character's backstory, um, what you want to do with the character themselves rather than just the mechanics and the class, that is super dependent on the world that your DM has created. Or if it's not one they've created, you know, they're using a, a pre-made, a prefabricated world. It depends on that. Because the role of elves in your world is going to affect the kind of life your character had before becoming an adventurer. And the relationship between elves and humans is going to further affect that. Um, in your world is your character... You know, you could have ha a half-elf character be... You know, like a Romeo and Juliet situation. Where it's, yeah, elves and humans, they don't... They're not openly hostile, but they don't like each other. And yet, a human and an elf fell in love and had a child. You know? Um, so I guess, to kind of go on a side note here, kind of break the chain of the flow of the episode a little bit, um, this whole section, I guess, on half-elves, and it'll probably it'll be again during half-orcs, or is really um, kind of both. You know, with the previous episodes... On races, we had a very clear DM side, player side. With these episodes, with this episode, because the the life of a half elf and a half orc are both very dependent on the parent races and their place in the world. A lot of what you're going to do with your player character comes from what your dungeon master is doing with your race. So, just to touch on that. Um, but, you know, if half-elves and humans do get along, maybe half-elves in your world aren't uncommon. You know, half-elves, they talk about how, um, they're just, they're super rare. It's the same thing with half-orcs, they're really uncommon. And, like, in the books, in one of the Dungeon Dragon D&D book series, there's, uh, Tannis Half-Elven, who is, like, that's his name. You know, he's half-elven, and that makes him so unique that people just call him that. Um, and you can do that. You can absolutely do that. Maybe your character is unique. Maybe not unique, but close enough. Or maybe your character is commonplace. Maybe in one part of the world, and that's something else you can do. Is you can have it be different elven kingdoms and different human kingdoms having different relationships if you want to make your world big enough. You know, maybe your player character half-elf is from a part of the world where half-elves are common because humans and elves live together in harmony and their couplings aren't a big deal. Like it just It's just part of life. And then they go to another part of the world where humans and elves, maybe they get along, but they don't intermingle. Maybe they don't get along. Maybe they're openly hostile. And... People look upon your half-elf character with a lot of, you know, wonder. And a lot of, you know, like, this is, what are you? This is weird. Um, 
And that's a big part of what they talk about in the uh, player's handbook is the, the elves being um, of two worlds and not really having a place to fit in. Um, Half-elves don't have their own lands. In the player's handbook, it talks about how they tend to be wanderers because they are generally welcome in human cities and somewhat less welcome in elven cities. But you don't have to do that. You can do whatever you want as the DM with how how half-elves are appreciated or not in different places. Um, And one idea I had was having there be a village somewhere, probably close to the border between human and elven lands, and that's where half-elves live. You know, it's a whole village of half-elves because the half-elves don't have a place in elven or human society. Um, And as a result, they kind of went off on their own and were like, this is going to be our place. So everyone there is half-elf. And there are children, you know, half-elves marry other half-elves and give birth to half-elf children. But they also take in children of humans and elves that are mixed race because you know maybe on the human side a maybe it's like more common like one idea i had is that more often than not when a half elf child is brought to this village it's from the human side because elven men will go into the human kingdom and you know have one night stands with human women and maybe have little romances if it's a little more serious, and then go back to elven lands. So then these these women who are now single mothers are like, yeah, A, I'm a single mom, which is hard enough, and B, I'm raising a half-elven child. I don't know how to help raise a half-elven child, so they bring them to this village where they are adopted by the half-elves living there, and because the half-elves are uniquely equipped to raise half-elven, half-human children. And then on the elven side of things, maybe if a an elven maiden is, you know, out in the forest doing whatever it is she does and happens upon a human hunter, happens upon her while she's bathing or something, and rather than strike with fear, she's, you know, enamored with him and they have a baby and that's taboo in elven society, you know? It's not okay for an elven woman to bear a half-human child, so... She gets spirited away to this half-elven village to have her baby, and then she goes back home, or she stays there. Maybe maybe when your characters go there, they meet elven women who are like, yeah, I live here because I'm not welcome in elven society anymore. And you as a dungeon master can absolutely make it a quest, an adventure in your game for your elven character to seek out your half-elven character, to seek out this village, because it's like, yeah... I want to find my parent. You know, maybe they were raised by their human father and had an elven mother or the other way around or whatever it is, and they were raised in human society, and they're like, yeah, I got, I got to figure out, you know, where my mother came from or my father or whoever. Um, yeah, maybe, it, maybe your half-elf character, it's like an Aquaman deal where your half-elf is raised by their human father because their elven mother had to go back to the elven kingdom to rule or to do whatever. And that would be a pretty cool storyline to have for your players. Um, As for a much more DM-focused 
aspect of it is how how are you going to have people look at half elven characters you know when you go to a human village are they going to look at this half elf and be like oh my gosh a half elf and be you know look at them with wonder and amazement and then they turn around and go to an elven village and the elves look at them you know as lower than them so your half elves just have this this weird place in society where on the one hand on one side of their lineage they're held up on this pedestal where that they feel maybe they feel they can't reach the expectations laid out for them and then on the other side of their family lineage they're looked down upon you know and maybe maybe it's a deal maybe you have an elven society an elven father and human mother and she ends up living in elven society you know it's like it's like well you got her pregnant, so now I guess she's part of the family. So your half-elf character, your half-elf player character, or NPC even, grew up in elven society, but they were always kind of a pariah, you know? Like, yeah, at dinner they sit at the big table with the family, but your half-elf and their human mother have to sit at the end, far away from where everything, is, all the important people are. And your elven father is there too, because his standing in the family got knocked down a peg when he had a kid with a human you know it's just like it's it's a matter of how you want to present the relationship between elves and humans and their thoughts on intermingling the races normally i feel like humans are going to be a lot more accepting of a mixed race child than elves are because Elves are hoity-toity and <laughs> think they're so great and think they're better than humans. So they might look at a half-elf with disdain, but it doesn't have to be. Maybe it's maybe they look at half-elves from a perspective of this is a really cool thing and you know, maybe maybe they're more accepting of it. You can have them be more accepting of it and not give your half-elf characters that history of mild trauma of being unaccepted by part of their family um but you don't you don't you know you don't have to you can there's so many things you can do half elves are such a versatile race to play they're also an extremely versatile race to put in your world you can have half elf characters that are just kind of there and in your world nobody thinks twice about half elves or you can have a half-elf character that your players hear about for a long time and then finally meet someday because it's like, yeah, they're the half-elf character. You know, in your world, maybe your characters, as they travel through different villages they and you know spend time in inns and stuff, they keep hearing stories about this traveling bard who's a, you know, maybe like a College of Glamour's half-elf bard. And the fact that they're a half-elf is important because... They're the only ones most people ever see. And then someday you meet them, or maybe you don't. Maybe you just have them be mentioned so that if you want to use them someday, you can. But if you don't, then your world has a little has more history and characters to it. Um, now, half-orcs are a little bit trickier to fit into your world. And... Part of it is you can do a lot of different things with orcs. The way I look at orcs, you have a couple, you have two options. On the one side, you have 
um, more orcs are bad guys. So you have, you know, at the extreme, you have how orcs are in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings exist, in Lord of the Rings, orcs pretty much exist to serve powerful evil beings. And you can absolutely do that in your D&D game. You can have orcs only exist, really, to serve evil beings. And when there aren't powerful evil beings rallying the orcs, they just kind of live barbaric lives, raiding and pillaging and doing what they do unchecked and then you know when a a great evil power comes up they marshal them um a less extreme is how orcs are in base game D&D, at least from my understanding of them where they're you know they're raiders they're warlike they they follow grumpsh and just kind of do their thing but are largely they're inherently villainous on the other side of things you have um more like the elder scrolls or warcraft where orcs are just another people in the world they're not they have a culture that's a little more militaristic a little more rule of the strong but they aren't inherently savage they aren't um inherently evil they're not uh, only a few steps above animals you know they're they're a real people excuse me sorry and they uh you know they have history and they have people now half orcs for their abilities they don't get as much you can do whatever you want as half elves do they get plus two strength plus one constitution they get dark vision they get uh, proficiency in intimidation skill They have a Relentless Endurance, where if they're reduced to zero hit points but not killed outright, they drop to one hit point instead, once per long rest. They have Savage Attack, which gives them um, an additional die when they roll a critical. And then they uh, get Common and Orc for the languages. Um... So, unlike the elves who get to, you know, learn a third language, they get common elvish and a language of their choice, half-orcs just get two. But, so half-orcs, with their abilities, are much more typecast than half-elves are. They're they're typecast into being fighters and barbarians more than anything else, really. Um, so for your player character, you have a lot of options. You can play those, absolutely. You can play a fighter or a barbarian half-orc because bar- half-orcs are really good at being those classes. But there's also a lot you can do to go away from that. You could do a half-orc cleric and have your half-orc... You can do two, you can do like two things with that, really. You have a half-orc cleric that is devoted to an evil god or a war god maybe not an inherently evil god but they're they're kind of leaning into that orcish side of their character to be a cleric for a god of war and then on the other side of things you could have a cleric an orc that denies that more savage aspect of their nature and becomes a cleric of a god of life you know so you or you know, a god of life or light. So you have an orc that is just proving that their nature doesn't 
define them. Um, another idea to go along with clerics is paladins. Half-orc paladins. Half-orcs make really good paladins too because they hit like a truck. <laughs> and if you roll, if you have good rolls, or if you're doing point by, I guess, you can put your points into, excuse me, you can set your um, orcs to be, you know, a little better at, I think it's charisma is... Paladin's casting. I have to double check now. I've got the book in front of me. Um, Paladin's spell casting. Charisma. Yeah, so you can put points into... You can put one of your better roles into charisma... And for your spellcasting aspect of being a paladin, but then have the buff to your strength and constitution that inherently comes with being a half-orc to really um, still be able to hit physically. Uh, a half-orc monk, I think, would be a really cool character. A half-orc that, again, is denying that more savage, brutal part of their lineage and instead is devoting themselves to this monastic lifestyle to kind of get away from it or to turn that that rage that they have that or that if they have like if you decide that like oh your half-orc characters have like an inherent anger and rage and desire to fight and your half-orc became a monk to turn that into something good, to use that and hone it, and instead of letting it be a wild thing, be a weapon in their arsenal. Um, half works. There's a lot of opportunity for you to play, you know, on type with a half work and have that be a really good character, but there's a lot of opportunity to make a very memorable character by going against type with your half work and really dig down into that um my half work is atypical you know um and they they don't push into that or maybe maybe you just like lean with it maybe it's like yeah my character wanted to all his life my character wanted to go against that stereotype of them but instead but they got beaten into it so much like there's so much prejudice and so much whispering and pushing and you know it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy it's something that i learned about in college when i was taking a juvenile delinquency class it's about like you know if you keep telling a kid they're bad they're gonna be bad you know if you just tell a kid every day you're bad you're angry you're whatever then eventually they stop trying to not be that and just become what you're it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and maybe that's your orc character's history is your character wanted to not be wanted to stay out of trouble and wanted to you know just live a normal life but because they're a half orc trouble kept finding them people kept assuming and it brought upon them violence and uh injustice and now they're just jaded um one thing that is kind of touchy to touch on with half-orc characters is how they come around. And 
I think that when we talk about half-orcs, almost always the assumption is they had a human mother who did not want to get pregnant with an orc's child. <laughs> um, that's usually how I think we think of this char- these characters. And it's just an unspoken thing. Like, people don't talk about it because, you know, sexual violence is not a comfortable topic. But it doesn't have to be your character's history. You know, it's especially if your if your DM is running a world where orcs aren't just just these inherently villainous monsters, but instead has made a world where orcs are just another people with a more militaristic lifestyle, and maybe people do react to them with fear because of their appearance, because maybe at some point in history they sided with an evil being it's like um what's that movie bright if you haven't seen sorry i got a text there um bright is a netflix movie that's like a modern cop film but it's la and there's elves and orcs living alongside humans and there's a whole thing about how a long time ago orcs sided with an evil being that tried to take over the world or something and so now people look at orcs as, you know, oh, they want to bring back the bad guy. Um, but the reality of it is they're just normal people. So maybe that's the history of your world. Maybe a thousand years before the events of your campaign, the orcs sided with a bad guy. And now a thousand years later, the bad guy has been defeated and the orcs are just kind of stuck with that stigma of, yeah, your people sided with the bad guy. And as a result, you know, a human person coupling with an orc is taboo, even though orcs are just people too. So maybe it's your mother and father um, lived away. They were farmers. They lived outside of town. And maybe your human parent was the one that went into town to trade and go to the shops and do whatever it is. And you stayed home with your orc parent, you know, and you you lived a peaceful yet secluded life, you know, and it was your parents loved you and loved each other and had a good life. Maybe you have siblings <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I had like a pretty abnormal childhood because, excuse me, because of the stigmas about orcs, my orc parent and myself never went to town. So when you grew up, you became an adventurer because you're like, yeah, I want to see the world. And maybe your parents didn't want you to go because, you know, they're parents and they're afraid of the stigmas you're going to face. And I think that could make a really compelling character is this you just have this orc, this half orc who grew up with both parents and siblings working on a farm and... But now they go out into the world because they want to see more than their farm and they're just naive. <laughs> you know, they have no idea how... They they have almost no idea how the world really works. The only, the only knowledge they have about the way the world is is what their parents told them. And maybe you meet those expectations as the DM when you have a player character who's like, yeah... My my character was raised on a farm and kept away from other people because of his parents not wanting him to face the kinds of 
hatred and prejudice that they faced when they got together. And so you your character just doesn't know how the world works. And the only ideas they have, the only knowledge they have is what their parents told them. And maybe you meet those expectations. Maybe you don't. Maybe the parents were like, yeah, everyone's going to hate you. Everyone's going to be mean to you. You should stay here. But then your character leaves anyway and finds that the people of the world don't really give a shit. <laughs> like maybe some people are suspicious of him. People look at him with, with, with curiosity and maybe a little bit of fear. But nobody inherently is like, mean to your or your half work or maybe they are maybe your half work comes to town and people are like what are you and like oh well my mom was a orc and my dad was a human and it's just like what and people just you know they don't necessarily outright attack your half work character but people don't want to do business with them you know maybe you make it difficult your players when they go to an inn there are inns that won't serve them you know and bringing racism and prejudice into your game is tricky to do well because you want to do it in a way that is both respectful to people that actually face prejudice so you don't want to make light of it but at the same time it can add a layer a, a very dynamic layer of conflict to the role-playing aspect of D&D and half orcs present you as the dm with an amazing opportunity to bring it in you know uh, next week we're doing uh tieflings and asimar and we'll touch on this a little bit more with them but with half orcs i feel like you can have it be a little more subtle whereas with tieflings people are going to be like outright fearful and hateful of them but with a half orc maybe it's a lot more it's it's like microaggressions. It's a lot more of, oh, the half orc walks into the the uh, a, a store, a general store, and all the employees start putting away the fragile stuff, and they're trying to do it discreetly, but they're not succeeding. <laughs> and even with your passive with your passive perception, you're able to see like, oh yeah, I walked in and they started putting away everything that's glass, you know. Um, when you order ale at the inn, you notice that your half-orc is getting watered-down ale because the bartender's like, yeah, if I get that half-orc drunk, he's going to start a brawl and kill someone, you know? And you can really mess with your players like that. You can really put a layer of role-playing in that with your half-orcs, just this subtle prejudice. And again, you have to be very careful with it because... People actually, people in real life face prejudices like that, and you don't want to dredge up uncomfortable experiences, and you don't want to make light of the experiences that people in our world have had, but if you communicate with your group and say, hey, look, this is something that I want to include in our world because we have a half-work player, and it's going to add a layer of role-playing that I think is really interesting because then you have, you know, you have your player characters that aren't half works that know like, hey, our half work buddy is a really good guy. He's a really cool dude. He's not going to get drunk and start a brawl and kill someone. And so you have not only the conflict of your half work and the people prejudiced against them, but the people that are friends with your half work and react to that prejudice against the half work. And 
it, you can you can make some extremely I, I keep saying repeating this you can just come up with some really dynamic role playing encounters by having people be prejudiced of your half work and you can do it you just do a lot with it <laughs> another way to look at half works is maybe in your world orc and human couplings are common maybe um orcs are just part of your world and they live in it they're just there they're not inherently evil they're not maybe they have a little more of a militaristic culture because even if you're playing a game where all the different races live together more or less in harmony you still want to give the different races their own identities so maybe that maybe that general brutishness and warlike culture and is is part of orcs that still gives them identity but they're just they're not separate from the rest of the races of the world and in that world half orcs are just other people um i'm going a little bit long with this one so I, we're gonna wrap it up now but um half elves and half orcs both present you as a player and dm working together to come up with your character's backstory and the kind of life they lived before becoming an adventurer. When you, when you, the player, and the DM are able to work together to develop the kind of culture and life that your character experienced, you can create really cool role-playing opportunities further down the line. You can create entire adventures based off aspects of your character's backstory. Like, maybe with your half-orc character, it's like, yeah, my mother told me that my father was an orc warlord i want to find him or maybe you have a human father who raised a half-orc child by themselves and they're like who is my mom and they're like oh your mom is a priestess of one of the orc gods and we had you and then she left so kind of again like an aquaman thing like with half elves and that becomes a quest that your party goes on like maybe your party runs into someone that's like oh yeah i knew oh i know you your dad's blah 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 and your mom is blue 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 and he's like wait my dad never told me my mom's name and that becomes an adventure your party is like let's help the, we want to help you find your mom so you go off to find this orc priestess whatever clan she's with or orc warlord and you're trying to find his army you know and maybe your half-orc character becomes a diplomat maybe the orcs are about to go to war with the humans and slaughter everybody and your half orc is like wait the leader of this orc court is my dad let me talk to him and that becomes a role-playing adventure that you have where you're trying to defuse the situation um but half orcs and half elves again both have amazing potential to create some very unique characters with very dynamic role-playing experiences a lot of the other races i feel like don't have as much intriguing role play built into them as half orcs and half elves do they're definitely on the top percentile of you as the dm can come up with memorable encounters and experiences in your games just by using the races that are written down on your uh players character sheets the other a lot of the other races every race does this can't you can do this with but orcs half orcs and half elves definitely have it easier have a lot more opportunity for you as a dm to be like all right i want to give this player something 
you know. And that's something that you can absolutely do is try to go through your playgroup over the course of multiple adventures, go through your playgroup and take parts of each a part of each player's character's backstory and use that for an adventure. And then you give cuz then you give each of your players an experience of you know, we did this cool thing together to help my character. You know, and it helps your parties as player as PCs come together and bond. And it also gives you content. <laughs> so if you ever have writer's block, you can just be... If you ever a DM with writer's block, you're just like, hey, give me your character sheets. And you start just pouring through their character sheets. You're like, oh, this is perfect. Now we have our next adventure, our next encounter. Or just something for a couple sessions to tide me over until I get through this writer's block. So half-orcs and half-elves. Awesome characters. Um, playing them to type is still very cool and dynamic and interesting. Playing them against type, though, especially the half-orcs, because half-elves are just so adaptable, <laughs> is just a gold mine of opportunity for you as a player to work with your DM to make something cool for your whole party, your whole play group. Um, that's all I got for today. Next week, Tieflings and Asimar. We'll talk to you then.